all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Um, not much housekeeping. 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 Well, good, because we did Today. about 10 minutes of it I last know. Week. It was such a long episode, too. This is going to be a little bit of a, a contrast to that. Yes. Um, real quick shout out. We do have, um, we got a, a new Facebook review from our, our pal Quincy. Oh, okay. new new fan, so or new listener. So thank you, Quincy. That was very nice of you. That was even just tonight. So oh, very nice. Um, and <laughs> co- correction that uh, I felt very stupid last week when I edited our episode and realized that one of our best pod friends, actually Taylor, I called his podcast by the wrong name like three times yes, in a you row. Did. You called his podcast by his Twitter handle. Yes, his Twitter handle is at the bloody or at bloody rocks or at the bloody I rocks. I think it's the bloody rocks. Is it the bloody rocks? Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> anyway. And I called his podcast <laughs> the bloody rocks. That's not his podcast name. It's blood on the rocks. And we've got something fun in the works with Akshay. Yes, we do. So we'll just leave that little teaser there. Stay tuned, dear listeners. Yes, indeed. Like, not today, no. but later we'll tell you yes. <laughs> in a future episode. Keep tuning in. <laughs> yes. And then eventually you'll you'll find the, the surprise we have waiting. There you go. The, the... It'll be like a treasure hunt. Yes, exactly. So, yes, this will probably be a slightly shorter episode... This week we went really long. Last week it was kind of a mega sode. Last well, it week. was it was just a big topic. It was the Dust Bowl is huge, it's, obviously. It, I mean, it's something if you really wanted to dig into it, you yes. could you could do what um, the documentary. Well, you can do what Ken Burns did. Yes, <laughs> and, and make it a seventy nine hour long yes. like PBS series. Yes. yes. I so. I've never watched that whole thing, so I don't know. Wait, I, did he really do a Dust Bowl? Yes. Oh, he did. I thought you were like comparing it to like his Civil War series or Prohibition series or something. No, but no, he really those did are a... long. Actually, the Prohibition one's only three episodes. That's not really that long. yeah. Okay, but the, the Civil War was like oh ten. Yeah, like ten two hour. <laughs> I think so. The War, which is about World War Two, I think was like twelve or thirteen. Oh, jeez. And the baseball one he did was nine. <laughs> With with three extra innings, oh, <laughs> so a total of so a total of twelve, and those were all like hour and a half to two hours. So wow, and I've watched all of those. Oh, okay, <laughs> and he did one on the Dust Bowl. Yes. Okay. I've not seen the whole thing. Okay. Well, so if we feel like it one day, if we run out of tragedies and disasters, which unfortunately we never will, but no, I mean, we won't. I think we've got kind of a- sadly. Uh, yeah. We never will, as, yeah. we, as we learned again a, a few days ago. Yeah. But, yep. uh, but anyway. But this is not a true crime podcast. That's correct. This is much more fun. It's natural disasters and just other human error. Yes. Other <laughs> accidents yes. are a lot more fun to talk about than like deliberate horrible things. Yes. yes. 
So, are you ready for today's topic? I am. I gave you a little bit of a hint, uh, some weird hints that will become apparent more I, later I, on. So, I didn't um, pick up on anything. So, actually, one of our most listened to episodes is our second, I believe it was our second episode, oh, the Cavalese right. Cable Car Disaster. I remember Disasters. you mentioning, oh, yes. So, I said this had something in common with that, in that we are not just talking about a single tragedy. Oh. You're talking about a series of tragedies okay. with a common thread. And so I bring to you today, dear David, dear listeners, the South Africa Stadium Disasters. Oh, okay. You ready for this one? So. <laughs> I can already guess which sport this is going to take place around. <laughs> ole, 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 ole. Although I'm pretty sure they don't say that in South Africa. No, they do the Vuvuzela. Oh, the Vuvuzelas? Okay. So between 1991 and 2017, oh my God. three separate crowd control disasters at three separate stadiums in South Africa occurred during football matches between the same two teams. Wow. Killing a combined 87 people. Jesus. So, let's let's let this sink in for a second. It'd be even creepier if it was at the same stadium every time. Uh, it would. That's what I figured it was it going would. to be. But here's what I find so fascinating about this. It... it it wasn't. It's it separated by 26 years. It's a, happened over 26 years and has been different stadiums, but the exact two teams. Over 26 years, 87 people have died watching these two teams play together. So I find that pretty interesting. Okay. So let's, let's talk let's about let's it. Let's jump into it. Yes. So, like I said, three different disasters, three different stadiums in the same country. Sure. All taking place in South Africa over the span of, uh, I put 16 years, but clearly I can't do math, 26 years. But what ties... Math, mathing is hard. Mathing is hard sometimes. <laughs> but what ties all three of these disasters together is that the same two teams were playing in all three instances. The two teams are the Kaiser Chiefs and the Orlando Pirates. Obviously not Orlando, Florida. No. No. Isn't Kaiser Chiefs also a rock band? It is. Yes, th- yes. I read that. Yes. Yes. It, and be, yeah. they, so it was. I think they were kind of. They were popular in like the early mid two thousands. So I only glanced at. Yeah, they had a, this. They but had a there couple was, songs I know. They were named after this this football team. Oh, re- okay. Yes, and that for was, our was, American listeners, really by football my, we mean soccer. But yes, that was really going to be my yes. next question. Did yes, uh huh. It had something to do. Like I said, I only glanced at this because it was kind of a tangent, but it was something like. Um, they were a British band, yes. and one of the like Manchester United players had come from the Kaiser Chiefs or something like that. Really, something okay. along those That's lines. That's interesting. I I could be completely wrong about that, but I think you're right on all that. All right, so let's have some fun with a couple of Americans talking about soccer <laughs> and trying to pronounce South African names. See, <laughs> yes, see, <laughs> They speak English in South Africa, though. Well, and other dialects. Sure, there but are isn't the dialects. primary language English? There are many English speakers, okay. also Zulu. Oh, okay. So, um, and the uh, only do, reason I... Do we I get know. some Zulu names? Yes. Nice. <laughs> the this only reason fun. I know that is because I have it written here. <laughs> so, the Kaiser Chiefs, obviously still a, a football club that's in existence, are based in Johannesburg, 
South Africa. The capital, I believe. I think so, yeah. yeah. The Really, the only two cities I know of in South Africa are Johannesburg and um, Cape Town. Mm. By the way, I would love to go to South Africa. Uh, I really want to go to South Africa. One of my Canadian relatives is there as we speak. He's really? been putting up posts on his Facebook all week. It, is it beautiful? Uh, where he is looks pretty cool. He's is staying, he on the coast? Yes. Or? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think Cape Town It's not is. Cape Town, but he is on okay. the coast. He's put okay. the name up of where he is. Well, when we were talking about honeymoon ideas, I did float by you the idea of going to South Africa and then uh, going into Victoria Falls. I really... Victoria Falls is on my bucket list. Okay. I'd love to see Victoria One Falls. of these days. Yeah, well... So they're based in, the Chiefs, the Kaiser Chiefs, are based in Johannesburg and play in the Premier Soccer League of South Africa. Okay. Um, so they were founded... So the top league, it, yeah, like. yeah, like the pros in yeah. South Africa, yeah. They were founded in 1970 by Kaiser. Kaiser. <laughs> I literally just looked at that and said Kaiser. Kaiser, because oh, okay. I said it like 20 times. <laughs> God. Kaiser. I like Kaiser better. Kaiser. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking ahead at his last name. So okay. his last name is Motung. Kaiser Motung or Kaiser Motung. <laughs> not I like Kaiser. I like Kaiser like Motung. It's better. It's M O T A U N G. Motung. 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 Yeah, something. It's probably in there somewhere. Anyway, Kaiser. Hence the football name the name of the football club, Kaiser Chiefs. Um, He was a football player who played for the Atlanta Chiefs, as in Atlanta, North America, USA, in the North American Soccer League. Oh, okay. Now defunct. Yes. North American Soccer League. Mm -hmm. Been defunct for a long time. Yes. Well, this was in, he was playing in the 60s in Mm -hmm. Atlanta and, and 70s, so. He returned to South Africa and founded the Chiefs. Uh, also, it's it's kind of funny. I, I imagine it had something to do with the fact that he came from the Atlanta Chiefs, and then he named his club the Chiefs, too, but whatever. Um, they are nicknamed Amakosi, which means chiefs or kings in Zulu, and they're also known as the Glamour Boys, which okay. I like. I don't know why they're called that, but they're called the Glamour Boys. You like Boys. that because we just watched the full season of Queer Eye. That is exactly why I like In, like, three settings. Yeah. <laughs> Um, their club slogan... Shout out to the Fab Five. Yes. You can redo our condo anytime, anytime you want to. Anytime, <laughs> anytime. Love it. And they, I, because they're not just, um, making over straight guys anymore, I really think our best bet is for them to make me over, because I have the worst sense of fashion out of the two of us. You, you don't. Yes, no. I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You have a good sense of fashion. Well, thank you. I don't. I didn't know he was in here. He's oh, Demetrius! He's, he's <laughs> I know he's <laughs> he has taken down our soundproofing. Mm-hmm. How dare he, little cat! All right. So their club slogan, the Kaiser or Kaiser or whatever I called I think it, the Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs is love and peace. Okay. All right. Nice, right? Uh, we know <laughs> we're not. That, we're not. We, we know no, that didn't work out. No, very not, well, did not it? so much. Oh. So the origins of the Orlando Pirates goes back to 1937, so much further back, Mm -hmm. when it was sort of like a boys' soccer club. Sure. Uh, They morphed over the years and came into prominence in the 70s. They're based in the, now I don't know if this is Houghton, 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 (laughs) it's H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, I'll call it Houghton, just in case, suburb of Johannesburg, um, which is one of the wealthier suburbs in the city, and they are known as... 
the happy people. So we have peace and love in the happy people. Yeah. It's not going to work out so well for them. <laughs> so the Chiefs and the Pirates draw some of the biggest crowds in the Premier Soccer League. The Chiefs have a fan base of over 16 million and are considered the most supported team in Sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. The two teams are also considered to have one of the biggest rivalries in football because this dates back to the 60s and Kaiser Motong. So, Motong was from Orlando, and he started his career at age 16 before he went to the U.S. by playing for the Orlando Pirates. In 69, he returned to Orlando to try and help out the team, which was suffering from a bunch of internal disagreements, but he ended up breaking off on his own and starting the Chiefs when the negotiations fell through and didn't work. So, basically... It's you can see where was, this rivalry is coming yeah. from because he took his ball and went to play somewhere else. Yeah, basically, basically. <clears throat> um, when he didn't like how things were going for uh, yeah, for yeah, for his home team exactly. Yeah. So when the two teams play, it's called the Soweto Derby. S O W E T O. I keep spelling these things out because I'm honestly like it could be pronounced six different ways. Sveto. Soweto. Sveto. No, S-O-W-E-T-O. Savito. Why would, why would you pronounce it with a V? I don't know. Because <laughs> you, you can sometimes with a W. <laughs> in German and oh, in, yeah, in like Nordic language. Anyway. Hey, okay. I'm, I'm just going gonna with, call it. I'm going with Savito. Okay. I'm going with Savito. <laughs> and the, the ca- Or Soweto, maybe. The Cazar Savitos. The Cazar Sowetos. <laughs> okay, so it's called the Soweto Derby, and it has been at the Soweto Derby. So when these two pl- teams play... That each of these three tragedies happen. So let's talk about them. Have they only played these three times, or it's just that no, they've many, played a they, bunch of times? They've played many, okay. many times. Gotcha. These are just three of those many times. I thought it could have been something like it was... Like, just... They had to meet in, like, a like a Super Bowl format to oh, play each gotcha. other uh-huh. kind of thing. Like, yeah. like certain matchups yeah. in the NFL or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I could see that. So the Soweto Derby basically started... With potential disaster because of the fierce rivalry. In 1972, just a couple years into the Kaiser Chiefs' existence, fans stormed the field (laughs) in the Soweto Derby, interrupting the game, and police (laughs) brought dogs to the pitch to chase them off. (laughs) That must have been a fun game to be at. In the same... That's, that, that's entertaining as hell. I mean, talk about getting your oh. money's worth. Oh, let's keep going. In the same year, a referee was pelted with a beer can. Yeah, that's, that seems tame. And was run from the stadium oh, okay. at the end well, of the game. At least they followed it up with that. <laughs> and at that same game, a fan was stabbed to death. Jeez. And another 27 were injured. <laughs> to, to be honest, these things also do happen in Philadelphia. Oh, they... <laughs> It can happen in a lot of places. It's just, let's just keep going. Yeah. We're still continuing. So over the years, these two teams. Football crowds, soccer crowds, football. Football. Oh, we're going to get into that. (laughs) It's too. We're getting into that. It's too much fun sometimes. Yes, a little too much. Except when somebody gets stabbed to death. Yes. I think throwing a beer can at an official and chasing him away after a game. (laughs) And then stabbing somebody. Well, not that part, but the the chasing him away after a game. That's that's a good follow through. (laughs) So, over the years, these two teams have had to completely abandon five matches <laughs> for potentially dangerous... Hooliganism. Incident. Yes. Yeah. Hooliganism. Exactly. 
1975, a riot broke out at the Champion of Champions final between the two teams. In 1979, a referee needed a police escort to leave the field safely. And it goes on and on over the years. Violence, attacks on refs, stabbings, shootings. At one point... (laughs) Attack dogs. At one point, a stadium wall collapsed (sighs) because of the weight of the fans. Now, nobody got killed. Oh, Um, okay. But some some of the players got injured because they were going out into the locker room or whatever from the field. Oh, and where... And the the crowd was... The wall fell on top of them? Yes, Jeez, well, it's lucky (laughs) nobody got killed in that. Yeah. So, now, the first of these three tragedies that we're specifically talking about was on January 13th. 1991. Three days before my 14th birthday. Yes, it was. And uh, three days before the start of the first Gulf War. Okay. That happened on my 14th birthday. All right, then. So this game was a <clears throat> preseason game. Oh, geez. Not even for any standings, any glory. It was, it was a friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's hear how friendly it was. Yeah. The game was held at the Oppenheimer Stadium in Orkney, Northwest, South Africa, a mining town about 120 miles away from Johannesburg. So they weren't even in their like home turf, either of them. They were so this is a neutral and away. Site. Basically, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the stadium had a capacity at the time of 23,000. But, of course, <sighs> first mistake, there was an estimated 30,000 fans attending the game. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Second mistake. Part of that is because it's a uh, because it's a preseason game, it's um, they're playing in a neutral site for a right. reason. To kind yes. of be a, to kind of be on tour. Yeah, like so to, to say to, like, uh, hey, here's a popularize place. the game a little bit. Well it's more, like huh? here's a place we never play. Uh-huh. Let's play each other yeah. for an exhibition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and hopefully seven thousand people too many people, yeah. will not show up. Yeah. Well, they did. <laughs> yeah. The other problem was that they didn't separate the fans of the clubs. Oh, that's... that's so they just let <laughs> that sounds fans like, in willy-nilly. That sounds like some stabbings are going to occur. Well. Oh, fuck. So they didn't have Chiefs fans on one side, Pirates fans on the other. So that probably would have helped keep things a little tamer. That would have been a nice start. Yeah, especially because they knew <laughs> what the history... At this point, there's 20... Over 20 years of history between these teams, so... And it started out bad. 72, almost 20 years prior, mm-hmm. there were bad things happening between these two teams. So, are the fans of these two teams. But the real trouble began when the Chiefs scored a goal and Pirates fans began throwing cans and fruit <laughs> at the Chiefs fans. Things quickly escalated into an all-out fight... And there were reports of more knives being drawn. But here's where the real... Because that would be crime, right? It would be. So here's where the real problem was. Many fans ran to try to escape the brawl. And a total of 42 people died. They were just crushed to death. Mostly from trampling or compressive (sighs) asphyxiation, yes. Because everybody's going all out to to one spot. Get out. And they were crushed uh, against riot control fences. Oh, Jesus, what, what what are those? Like I don't are they barbed barb wired or I didn't look into it. I'm uh, guessing my thought would be more strategically placed fences. You know, like to keep them from getting onto the pitch, maybe. I, yeah, I yeah. So they're probably trying to get out, but some people just it, it just all kept trapped. going forward and yeah. got slammed. 
kind of like Hillsborough, mm-hmm. which talk about soccer tragedies. That's going to be a megasode when we, well, it's going to be a multi-parter when we do it because that's yes. an amazing and awful story. But anyway, um, so among the dead were two children. Very simple, yeah. obviously. But um, so that in and of itself is a terrible disaster. Forty-two people is a lot, a lot to die. I mean, out of thirty thousand, yeah, it's a small percentage, but still, that's a lot of people at once. Hillsborough was only like ninety-six. It it was like hovering right around a hundred. I think we so. Should, we should ask I, Moira, I, Moira would know off the yeah, top of her head. I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah, the, the it's, well, it's something you only watch once. Then oh, like, eh, I know. I'm seriously, good. I think the number ninety-six. It was a lot of people. It was a it was a lot, but still. Even that, which is, like, one of the worst football tragedies ever. This was 42. This was, like, half that, you know. So, but... 14 would have been a lot. Yeah. One would be, like, ridiculous to to lose to soccer. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just a fucking game. Now now I'm going to get, like, death threats. (laughs) I'm, like, (laughs) very... Well, we do have a lot of international listeners. We do have some international listeners. (laughs) It is a game, friends. Um... I would make that a part of the editing process. (laughs) All right. Now let's talk about the second disaster. Remember, we have three. Let's let's not. (laughs) So the second disaster to strike the Soweto Derby was 10 years later. So 2001. On April 11th, 2001. On that day, the match was held at Ellis Park Stadium in Johannesburg. Now, technically, at the time, the park was named Coca-Cola Park because they had a sponsorship deal, you know, whatever. Um, And it's now named Emirates Airline Park. Again, another, like, naming rights thing. But basically, calling it Ellis Park is like calling Dolphin Stadium Jarabi Stadium. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the, the original name for it, so... Anyway, it's it's in Johannesburg. The park had a capacity... So this is a regular game. This is not a preseason game. This is just a regular game. The park had a capacity of 60,000. That's a lot. It is a lot. Well, and, it is the capital. So yes. And there were there. definitely at least 60,000 fans in attendance. But reports indicate that between an additional 30 and 60,000 people had also either gained access to the stadium or were trying to get into the stadium. So this was a hugely overwhelming number of people either in or around the stadium. So it doesn't doesn't even matter how many people were supposed to be there. This was a dangerous number of people to be in this vicinity, you know. Um, At one point, one of the Orlando Pirates scored an equalizer during the game. Do you know what an equalizer is? Yes. What? It means you tied the game. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had to look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's a tying goal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but this, you know, tense equalizing goal made more fans try to access the stadium because now it's getting exciting, right? So potentially, now again, these are just estimates, the thirty to 60,000 people, but... Potentially, thousands of additional fans were surging forward to get to see the field mm-hmm. and to try to get seats. Mm. They spilled over into the press boxes and caused a stampede. The crowd dispersed once it became clear what was going on, so nobody was trying to 
like as in like no one was trying to hurt anybody. This well, was right. just people trying to see the game. Yeah. Um. So so it happened, and then people backed off because they realized it was getting dangerous. Unfortunately, it was not until forty three people, one more than the previous oh incident, so just were crushed say. to death in this crowd surge, <sighs> and it made it the deadliest sporting accident in South African history. Topping the previous disaster at Oppenheimer by one death. So how did people... Like you said, Mm -hmm. there was a surge, then people kind of dissipated. So was there just a surge of energy in another direction, and that's how people No, no, it it was... So, like, people surged forward. Sure. People got crushed to death. And then people were like, holy shit, this is getting dangerous, and backed off. So, I mean, I, I think the point of saying that is, like... To say people weren't trying to cause problems here. This was just people. It, poor. I, I thought control, you were trying obviously. to say like because people like kind oh, of backed no, 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 off no, no, that no. it went. No, no, no. Okay. No. It, it's just more to say that the the fans had no ill intent. You know, this was not hooliganism. It was poor crowd control for sure. Yes. And, and then people just being eager to see the soccer field, which you can understand because it was you know an exciting point in the game, and yeah. Um, so the bodies were laid out on the field for identification. <sighs> so, in this second tragedy, inquiries concluded that one of the ways so many people gained access to the stadium beyond capacity was that security personnel were accepting bribes <sighs> from fans without tickets. So, obviously that was an issue. There were also reports that security guards were firing tear gas into the crowds during the stampede. Although the South African police department, their position on this is that no, that never happened. So I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Um, the last of these three tragedies, so we're not done yet. (laughs) The last of these three tragedies between these two teams during the Soweto Derby was just over six months ago, on July 29th, 2017. This time, the Chiefs and the Pirates were playing each other at the Carling Black Label Champion Cup at a different stadium, FNB Stadium in Johannesburg. Ahead of the game... I think Carling is like their Budweiser. Okay. I think that's a beer. So Carling Black Label would be like a specific I, I th- beer? I think so. Like Bud Light Platinum or something like something that? Something like that. But I think gotcha. Carling is... A beer? Because uh, I think I've had it before. Oh. Was I it think it's, good? I don't remember. Probably not. <laughs> it's probably like the beer we had in the Dominican. Right. The, the pre- Presidente. El that Presidente. What? El Presidente. Yeah, just... <laughs> Like shittier than my national local, <laughs> local beer brand. that I'm that I'm drinking right now, <laughs> but it was like whatever you drank it. You drink it. That's why I drank cocktails while we were in the Dominican yes. Republic, because alcohol was included. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, I had quite a few cocktails myself. Oh yes, <laughs> you had some very very fruity. I did. Uh, I had some stylish uh, ones. Yes, stylish cocktails. See, I had the I had the queer eye in me even all the way back. Yes, then. you did. Proud of you. (laughs) So, ahead of this game, just two days before, a man went to the stadium and spoke to the head of security about his concern over counterfeit tickets to this match. The next day, so the day before the match... Although you'd think in 2017 there'd be a much better system for... 
But here's the, it's it's that chicken and the egg thing, right? Like that the the better um, like security gets, the better um, the crime the, get criminals get, and then you just keep kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, it's usually the criminal is always being a step ahead. Well, that's uh, that's the idea, and then usually law enforcement will get a step ahead for yeah. a little bit, and then the yeah. it kind of pulls back and forth. So the next day, the day before the match, the police found and seized three thousand counterfeit tickets. Around three p.m. Now that's just to say, this this is not apropos of like the deaths that are about to happen in this match. It's just to say that clearly there were still crowd control issues, mm-hmm. but in this case they weren't so much because of bribery or um, people trying to like storm the stadium or anything. There was a, a counterfeit ticket concern, so it's possible that there was some overcrowding due to counterfeit tickets. But anyway, it was an issue. Um, Around 3 p.m. on game day, which is like 30 minutes before the scheduled kickoff, several people, like a small group of people without tickets, so they didn't even have counterfeit tickets. They Mm -hmm. were just wanting to see the game, forced open an emergency gate between two turnstiles to chance of push, push, push. So people were just like, get in the stadium, see this game, you know, it's about to happen. The people who pushed the gate fell over when the gate fell, and the people behind them trampled over them. Now, in this case, this is a much lower death toll. Two of the people died. I was just going to say, I think, because you said 87. Yep, so it's just two. I was trying to remember what you'd said the initial death toll was, but I was was pretty sure it was 87. So it was 42, 43, and two. Almost almost the 46 and two song by two. Oh, there you go. Except this is 42, 43, and 2. <laughs> well, and we're dealing with people there. who get crushed to death Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> Three different times. Yes. So the two people died of blunt force trauma. Yeah. And an additional 20 were injured. So. that uh, The more I'm thinking that... I never really thought of that as a horrible way to go, but that's pretty brutal. Trampling? Yeah. Yes. I mean, because you're just getting... It's like getting beaten to death. Yeah. Except after, it's all And after a while, you're so exhausted and broken, like, you can't get up. You're not... No. No, you're, you're not just, going anywhere. If you're lucky, you've been knocked out. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's really just the... Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, now... Those are the disasters, and honestly, I just found, I really wanted to cover this because I found it so fascinating that it's these two teams have a death toll. Yes. <laughs> you know? A, a pretty large one. Yes. And it's like, there are some huge sports rivalries in the world, and, but if you had to, like, figure out the death toll between these rivalries, like, it probably wouldn't get up anywhere near 87. Hopefully it wouldn't get to 87. Yeah. I'm sure two rival teams have a death toll, like, of maybe one or two, three. Yeah, here and there. In North American sports. Yeah. Yeah, there have been... Well, actually, you know what? You know what would probably easily have the highest, as far as fans are concerned, is uh, uh, racing. Because of cars crashing into the yeah, stands, I mean, yeah. Car crashes have killed uh, spectators yes, uh-huh. plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so. interestingly, that's like the... I wouldn't want to say that that's the nature of the sport, but it's a clear... It is. isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's a, a possibility. It's a clear risk of the sport. It's a, it's a possibility. possibility. Yes. Whereas, so if you're sitting uh, front row at a NASCAR race... Mm-hmm. 
you're taking a bit of a chance too. A bit. You don't then, you don't know what could happen. But then something like football, meaning soccer. I, I feel like I don't know which to call. I'm gonna call it soccer. Sorry, and then we are American. But, um, <laughs> so for soccer, the like it is not an inherently dangerous game for the spectators. Whereas maybe NASCAR, you well, could argue that. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be. Right. Because I mean, like, the worst like, that's ever going to happen to you is you get a soccer ball on the head. It's right. Not, it's like, not going to kill you. Probably right. it'll hurt you. Right. It's not going to kill you. That's true. And that's even um, less so than like baseball, which a baseball to the head will hurt you a hell of a lot more than a soccer ball put, to the head. That'll put you in the hospital, most likely. Or a but hockey. It, well, it does it. Or a hockey, a puck to the head. Yeah, I you mean, know? one time uh-huh. a, a spectator has been killed at an NHL game. Yeah, um, and that's why they made the netting higher. Yes. And come around mm-hmm. a little, come around the corner a little bit to more. try and get. It the... Didn't do that before. It used to be like pretty much like just behind the net, but the length of it. But it never went around those corners mm-hmm. until that happened. So that was just a freak accident, right? But um, but no, I mean, spectators in hockey rarely get hit by pucks. Spectators in any sport, like as far as actually the, the, aside from maybe what you said, like NASCAR, like the game itself harming people. Um, But so what I kind of wanted to fold into this conversation, because like that was pretty much the bulk of the information I could find on these tragedies. Not a whole lot of detail aside from that. Yeah, I'm probably want to keep a, as much of a lid on it as I'm, I can. I'm not sure what the um, like law enforcement perspective in in South Africa is. Some of these, like I do know that when I was reading back into the um, history of some of the teams, I mean South Africa went through a horrible <laughs> racial strife. Yeah. So apartheid and things like that. That. Like this first tragedy happened ninety one a year after Mandela became president. Okay, so yeah, so clearly there was. Or did he become president in ninety one? I, I, I don't think it was remember. 90. Anyway, it was right it, at that time. This was all yeah, very much. And I'm sure still. that I'm sure that didn't help things. Yes, and and it it was it was you know certainly not helping the uh, the social no. feeling of the time. Um, but there's another perspective on this, which is that there is something unique to soccer that causes some pretty, um, bad behavior, shall we say. Okay. So I dug a little bit into that. Okay. Um, so again, this is folding in something a little different from our usual, like, just talking about the tragedies. Well, we, we kind of veered off in our Dust Bowl episode by... Um, talking about um, people who became inspired by it. Photographers, yeah, musicians, sure, yeah. filmmakers. Uh-huh. Yeah. It had, yeah. A, it had a... Effects. It, yeah. Yes. Lasting effects. Yeah. 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 We, and we talk about that mm-hmm. occasionally. Yeah. Um, but so this is, this is veering off slightly off what we normally do. But I thought that because, like I said, not a ton of information on these, but I really wanted to cover them. I thought I'd fill in a little bit with, with some of this stuff. So... Um, uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about soccer's or football's uh, history of rowdiness. And like you said, it is sometimes called hooliganism mm-hmm. or football hooliganism. And it, it's at least prevalent enough to have its own term. Right. Hooliganism. You, you can know. look it up in the dictionary. Yes. And it's been around, this behavior has been around since at least the 14th century <laughs> in England. Wow, they're... Does, yes, does but the, here... Does that game go back that far? 
sort of. Okay. This is when football that. wasn't even a fully realized game. We're talking about they were kicking around pig splatters. <laughs> like, of course they were. Inflated pig splatters, right? Um, but there were still instances of this violence around this pig bladder game. Um, scholars who have studied this type, this specific type of sports-related violence and the passion tied to it, have attributed it to factors like juvenile delinquency, um, quote, ritualized male violence, and strong identification of the self with one's team. In other words, like, so strongly passionate, yes. Um, And then other factors, social conflict, racial tension, you know, have... Sadly, I feel that way about a specific team, but but I've never stabbed anybody over it. (laughs) Well... So, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But let me let me I've wanted to. <laughs> but I've never actually done it. So let me let me delve into something. So this is definitely delving more into crime, but this is an amazing story and by amazing I mean horrifying story that ever since I first read about it has like stuck in my brain. So it is related to all of this and what this level of unabated passion for one's team can lead to. It kind of explains the culture of it a a little bit, maybe. It's an extreme example of what can happen when this level of passion goes unchecked. Goes to hooliganism. Yes. So, this is specifically about football hooliganism, and it happened on June 30th, 2013. Three days before you and I met. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah. You're right. And I remember when this happened. An amateur football match at Pius Twelfth Stadium in Maranhao. 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 I'll accept all of those. Thank you. Brazil. <laughs> ended. I was wondering what the country would be. <laughs> right? You're like, <laughs> this could be Asian the way she's pronouncing Trinidad it. Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where are we talking? Um, in Brazil. The match ended when a 20-year-old referee named Otavio Jordão da Silva Catanjere, uh-huh, Jordan, <laughs> expelled a 31-year-old player named Josemir Santos Abreu. Very nice. Thank you. Gracias. Abreu threw Silva to the ground. Silva pulled a knife. Which should give you some idea of the general tenor of the game when a ref brings a knife to a football game. <laughs> in Brazil, that's not the worst idea. Right? Obviously. And he stabbed Abreu in the chest. Oh. Abreu died on his way to the hospital. That is not the end of the story. Fans rushed the field. Oh, Jesus. And joined the players in tying up the referee, oh, De Silva. I, I think yes. I do remember yes. this. Yes. By the arms and legs. Oh my God. He that's was right. hit over the head with a spike. That's right. Had a bottle broken on his face, was then stabbed in the neck with the same knife he used to stab Abreu. A sickle was then used to decapitate him, cut off his arms, and cut off his legs. <laughs> God, I did not know they took it to... Holy the body. Oh, we're not shit. done. We're not done. The body parts were placed on a spike in the middle <sighs> of the field. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh, yes. This is the story that doesn't stop. 
Oh my god. They... That is some fucking medieval shit. Yes. It is... That just happened almost five, five years, years ago. ago. So it... it oh my sometimes god. Sometimes they call it that they... They draw. They did a drawn quarter on this guy. They they didn't literally cut him in no. four, but but if there was a ho- but if there was a horse nearby, they would have right. Obviously, <laughs> this was this was a twenty. If anybody doesn't know what drawn and quartered oh, is, uh, watch the end of the movie Braveheart. Okay, I've never seen. You've Braveheart. never seen it. Mm-hmm. You did. I, see I don't that. really have an interest in seeing Braveheart. Though. Uh, yeah, but anyway, um, so <laughs> just, yes, just for our. Uh, trigger warning, uh, <laughs> drawn and quartered, uh, curiosity people out there like, what is that? Uh, Watch Braveheart. Or just put in drawn and quartered into YouTube. I'm sure there's videos of it now. Probably. Well, I'll t- let me tell you what there. Christ. Let I, me tell you what there is a video of. This? N- not the incident. Okay. But I, when I was Googling this, um... A video link came up, and I was like, oh, it was live leak. I clinked, clicked, clinked on it. Clink. I clicked on it, and the first thing that came up was, like, this big warning. Like, warning, material, whatever, whatever, don't and, and watch you're like, this. you're like, whatever. So, of course, I went through it. <laughs> and so, giant trigger warning. It was not a video of this incident. It was a video... Of this referee at the hospital being put back together. Oh my god! Specifically, that's like even worse. Trying to fit his head back on his. Oh yeah. my god! It was morbid. It was. You fucking, fucking watched it? I didn't watch the whole thing. It was right. like five minutes long. I'm oh like, I don't want to watch them like putting this guy back together for five minutes. But I did. I I did like skim through it. I'm like, oh, what is this? And <laughs> yeah. It's literally uh, a live version of the movie Reanimator. <laughs> okay. There might be. Hopefully, there'll be a couple people that will get that okay. reference and know what I'm talking about. Okay. And they'll that they'll uh, Facebook us about it. Yes. <laughs> so. What the fuck? I know that is. But th- so so I, here's I, the I, thing. <laughs> that's honest to God. What this is what just. The craziest thing, mm-hmm. that happened in 2013. Yeah. That sounds like something you'd read in the Bible. Medieval, yeah. Well, and it is very medieval. Now, there's also, like, some people have said, it, it was it was in a, it was an amateur match in, like, not in a giant um, city. It was in, like, a rural area of Brazil. So, well, thank you, Demetrius. Like a rough part of town, maybe? Not, not necessarily or... a rough part of town, per se, and just like a rural, you know, there are certain things that will happen in a rural area that may not happen in an urban area. Um, that's that's just kind of thing. But and there is also speculation and reports that potentially the sort of the people who, pardon the pun, spearheaded this whole thing. It was it was a couple of people, specific people who were charged with this um, this crime. Um, were on drugs, so maybe they were kind of uh, fucked up when they did but it. But still, so once so, once somebody is breaking out sickles and <laughs> knives yes. and fucking uh, what else did they use? They used like a couple of different things. Not knives to to stab and, and sickles. <laughs> the, to, the sickle was. I know. Just, I know. 
that once, they got it into the stadium. Once it gets to that and nobody's doing anything, yeah. everybody is complicit as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But holy fuck. So so here's here's the Maybe it's not a good idea for a ref to carry a knife into a stadium. Right? Well, so so here's the thing. This this type of violence and disaster. So like cuz the the disasters that we covered like the actual disaster. I mean, I mentioned this thing. Are not thing. crimes. They weren't crimes. No, right. they were they were crowd control yeah. issues and stampedes. They were, they were accidents. Yeah, yes, they were accidents. Yeah. Um, but they seem unique to me in a couple of ways. I mean, first, like I said, yeah, the story I just told was a crime versus a disaster. But the crowd disasters described here were somewhat due to crowd control, absolutely. But ultimately, it was the behavior of the crowd itself sure. that caused the bulk of the problem. Now... So, in, like, the station fire, what caused the stampede was a fire. People, like, a disaster that had nothing to do with the people. Sure. So, like, the people who did get caught or got trampled, it was because people were trying to get away from a fire. Like, mm. that, that's, un, like, you can get that. That makes sense. Um, or the Who concert disaster where it was... 100% a crowd control issue mm. where they were stupid enough to just open one door or whatever, a set of doors instead for Two thousands doors, but of people. They were on opposite sides. Right. And thousands of people. Yeah. You know, so one's a clear cut, like, there was something that made people run away. The other thing was a clear cut. It was obviously crowd control. But the thing about this is, like, if. <laughs> This is going to sound really simplistic, but if fewer people <laughs> hadn't gotten so worked up over this game, there wouldn't have been any, been any deaths, or at least fewer deaths. Because even if the stadium was overcrowded, the thing that instigated this was excitement. Yes. It was, it was passion over their team. And... People got so wrapped up in a game Mm -hmm. that people died. And I'm not saying that I've never been wrapped up in a sports game like Hello 1999 Knicks. Yes, I did cry. (laughs) I was also four four fucking teen at the time, but I I did. I believe they were the eighth seed that year. And they made it to the finals. And they made it to the finals. And they did horribly in the finals. They did. I think they they got I remember crying when they lost. San Antonio Yes, Yes, they lost to the Spurs. And, but here's the thing. Here's my little, I'm going to make a little PSA out of this. If you're a sports fan, it might be worth considering how much passion and emotion you experience when your team plays. Because it's all fun and games. Until someone gets hurt. (laughs) Bam. I was not just using this as a veiled attempt to talk to you about Your your hey, um, I, I did, your passion over the Buffalo Bills. I did pretty well this season. I thought you did. I mean, you got very passionate, but it was in, for happy reasons. Uh, true. When, when they got into the playoffs, but there were there were a couple times I decided wisely. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this game. Okay. <laughs> but do you see like, what I mean? But because because like like I said, no, cause, I cause get every, the feeling. Everybody's part of sports. A huge part of it that is, is encouraged by the sport itself. Is, yeah, is passion. Yes, 
that's how that's what brings people to the yes. stadium. That's what. Otherwise, you don't care enough to go. Yeah. Right. Sure. And, <laughs> I mean, obviously, soccer. That's just a different beast that yes. really Americans don't fully understand. No, and, and um, like we said, it's not like... Like, you'll see fights at yes. professional sports yes. all the time. Yes, Um But people being crushed to death and being stabbed, and yeah, that, that's, that, that's a pretty, pretty rare thing. And part of it could be, like, the level of security in America, clearly. There's... Because we have so much... <laughs> I mean... Because here we are talking about, like, violence at at sports games when we ha- routinely have people walking into schools and shooting up a bunch of people. So we have a lot of security because we have a lot of violence in our country from crazy people. Crazy people and terrible people and psychotic people and a lot of other people. And so, yes, we, we also go pretty overboard on the security for that, those reasons to try and mitigate some of that where as maybe in other countries there isn't that level of concern because maybe they have different controls over weapons or what have you or um i don't know i'm really not sure there could be a lot of cultural differences in that but i, I think it's mostly that like people get passionate here i mean some people get crazy obviously but not to the level that um, football clubs right. in other uh-huh. countries do. I mean, it's just, it's, their uh, fanaticism is just on a different level. Right. I mean, it, here's a good example, okay? Um, for all you Buffalo Bills fans out there, <laughs> and for all you haters, pretty much at this point, um, people know who the Bills Mafia are. It's the fans. Oh, mm-hmm. That's like... Somebody came up with that nickname a couple years ago, and it right. stuck because it fits. You know? I mean, Bill's fans are like a mafia. Like, it's, you know, do stupid shit, you know, passionate, little rowdy. To a lot to a lot of sports fans, that's a rowdy, asshole, dickhead. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's obviously right to have that opinion because I, I also agree. <laughs> Even though you're one of them. <laughs> Even though I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. It's again for us. It's the feature. It's not the bug. <laughs> but that, but that fan base to like, let's say, an English Premier League team, you know, they, like Liverpool, uh-huh. or would be like, like, yeah, whatever. That's nothing. Yeah, Man United. <laughs> yes, right? like, like that. That would be tame. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, to them. I get. I guess my thing is, and and it's probably because I'm, I'm not. I'm not really a fan anymore. And that was part of it. I got to say, because, you know, I'm, I've been a Dolphins fan. and Yes. But I backed off of the NFL recently. And part of it was definitely, like, the the hypocrisy of the NFL. My opinion of the my perceived hypocrisy feelings of you know, the NFL as being pretty hypocritical about um, issues like domestic violence and... Um, uh, head injuries in their players and whatnot. But part of it is I don't like who I turn into when I get overly passionate about sports. And I mean that. I, I mean, it's just like, why do I care so much about this when I have so many better things to be doing with my time? And why 
give myself the heart palpitations and potentially take years <laughs> off my life, you know. Because it's fun. I don't find it fun. I, I guess it, it, it tipped the scale it, over. It, it, uh, it jumped the shark. Well, yeah. It, 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 it made it cross from, oh, this is worth it to this is not no, worth not it. Not so much. I don't think it's worth it. Again, this is just my opinion. I, I do not find it worth it to put other people at risk, meaning the players. And, and I don't find it worth it to put myself through that. So that's why I don't do it anymore. And that's that's kind of where I'm coming from with this is, is from someone who's kind of on the other side of it. And I get it. And we're not going to stop football passion and fans no. or hooliganism or any of no, it. It's, it's here to stay. It's just this this feels like the this series of these three tragedies seems like not only senseless, but it's still going on. It's like it keeps coming up every 10 years or so. You know, every 10, 15 years, it happens again. And it's like, what's the next one going to be? And it's just between these two teams. I know. I mean, we're not even talking about... Like, you would have thought that after the first 85 people died. <laughs> right? Even though the, the last two people, it, it's because they were kind of being jerk-offs a yes, little bit. Yes, it was a different circumstance. Yeah. I will... Uh, yes, um, absolutely. That doesn't mean they deserve to get trampled to death. No. But, uh... This seemed to be like a couple of kids maybe pulling a prank or something like that, or just just being stupid, or just being like, "Hey, but the uh, the first one was obviously animosity, which led to the the fight that led to the trampling. Yes, Mm -hmm. and the second one seems to be mostly crowd control, like Uh poor planning. Yes, so. Um, and then somebody being, two people being idiots. Well, it, it, so the way I read it was that, yes, the people who pushed down the gate were the ones to get trampled, but honestly, it was a little unclear. I don't feel super comfortable saying for sure that that's how, that was what okay. happened, but it, it did appear that way. Okay. Um, but. It would make sense. Yes, they would it, have it been would. The mm-hmm. ones up front. Mm-hmm. So. So, but yeah, so I just, I just found this. It, it was because, you know, if if a earthquake happens, ain't nothing we can do about it. But this was, you know, this is crowd control in one case Yeah, is this is people getting carried away. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, it, it is incredibly very human, very normal, very to be expected. I would just like to think that maybe one day we'll evolve past this. But no, but no, we're not we going to. Like fucking talk about wishful thinking. <laughs> so in 10 years, we'll cover the next oh stadium God. disaster like that the, happened. The fucking thing. Like, I heard about the referee. Oh, I know. I didn't know it went that far. Oh, yeah. I, know, I knew that they had killed him. But I, the things that I read, and it was probably just a little snippet of something, yeah. did not go into the details. Oh, because they're <laughs> gory. Fucking what happened? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And talk like, about a complete waste. That is a waste. That the ref, that, that the player got carried enough away that he was storming the ref, that the ref felt that he had to stab the other guy, that the... Um, the crowd that 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 guy then died, and then the, the crowd went after the ref, and then people went to jail. I fucking it was imagine just all horrible. being that guy and being like, "Is this really happening?" Uh, well, the thing <laughs> is, if he was lucky, again, it happened yeah. pretty fast. They stabbed him. Hopefully, yeah, that was the end. I hope for yeah. him. God, yeah. 
Holy shit. Anyway. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. So that was the story of the three Pirates versus Chiefs, Chiefs versus Pirates, South African stadium disasters. Uh, and those were those were just gut wrenching too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, they didn't involve a sickle. Yeah, they, not the not the not the ones we actually. Yeah, we're covering is the disasters. And, and again, like, where do you just come up with the sickle? Like, I don't like, like who, who brings a sickle to a soccer game? And the crowd just randomly has one of those. I don't know. That's not a toy Maybe. plastic sickle that you see during Halloween. Maybe because it was a rural area, it was a common tool. I don't know. I don't know. Just. I, Oh, okay. I can't get off that for some reason. I'm just imagine. I'm just imagining the whole thing in my head. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I did not mean to laugh. I mean, no. I'm, I'm laughing to take away from how sick I feel about that. I know, right? Anyway, <laughs> that's that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was crazy. So, uh, so as we're um, nearing, let's see, March Madness here in the U.S. I know there's still soccer going on all over. Uh, well, the the uh, the World Cup's going to be this summer. Oh, 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 God. Yeah. So. Where? Uh, this is. I think this is the one in, in Qatar. 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 Oh, oh, Qatar. Yeah. I think that's where this one. Yes, is. I think you're right. Um, um, actually, yeah, it is because we mm-hmm. watched a, an HBO Sports a couple years ago yes. on them building all the stadiums and, and all the just talk people about just dying. People dying there. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that'd be one to cover. Oh, yeah. I'll have to. Mental note that one. But those are almost crimes, though, because they're, yeah. those people are almost slaves because yeah. they've taken away their passports. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. But anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> this, will, this will not become the real sports podcast. <laughs> so uh, as, as that comes up, as the NBA Finals comes up, as the Stanley Cup comes up, like, guys, just please stay calm. Try a little bit. It's okay to be passionate, but curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> Yeah. All right, that's it. That's all I gotta say. All right. Well, this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.